It's Monday. It's morning. Oh, I guess it's macabre. Oh, no, Doris. If I have to. Oh, I'm so sad. Oh, Doris, what's got you down? I wasn't picked to be the next American Idol. Oh, I'm so sad. You do sound a little, uh... Outrageously handsome. Yes. (laughs) Thank you. You're a little echoey. It sounds like you're on like a lower a quality echoey. mic than usual. I'm on the highest quality mic I own that I use to record voice. Okay, with. there. So now you sound a little better. Um, I think <laughs> you, it's because I was close to your mic. What's no, happening? I was dropping away from the mic to go. <sighs> so ah, okay. don't worry. It'll be it's a it'll little sound, canned, but we're, it'll we're good. We're good. sound crispy. Trust me, brother. I can't this wait for mic, the crispiness. This mic costs forty thousand dollars. Hey, hey. Um, it'd be so sick if this thing was $40,000. I'd be like, what else does it do? Because it, <laughs> it can't just be this. <laughs> like, Am I in the base now? Excuse me, are you an agent, and is this what I have to pay? Excuse me, uh, do I win a Grammy? An Audi Award winning? Uh, do you know that a there's potty? A potty? What are the, potty? Podcast, the big podcast awards? Or do you uh, just get Grammys for podcasts? I think it's just Oscars, dude. They just give them out. Came out these days. I got an Oscar like last year for my role as Hermione Granger in Hogwarts. Holy moly, what a show. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. It, oh, it we can nominate heck. ourselves for podcast awards. Listeners, we can. go nominate us. Um, I'm nominating Scones for Best Dressed Podcast Hell yeah. Award. I'm nominating Darce for Who Wore It Better. Who wore it better. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It turns out. I yeah, you, I get the award for who wore it better, but who is the other? Who am I challenged by? You know, I don't who. I don't because it can't the, be you because you, you won best anybody. dressed. Well, if you won best dressed, it can't be you because that would that would negate that. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, I think I could be more uh, better dressed than Joe Rogan. Probably what, what a black what T-shirt. He, yeah, like like any 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 button up probably does it. You know what I mean? I saw a meme the other day that was like, Joe Rogan looks like the bad guy in Arkham Asylum that's like, it's the Batman, get him. <laughs> so I thought true. it was very funny scones. to think of him as a henchman. That reminds me, are you on thread scones? Are you one of these thread- threaders? Oh, no, I am not, but... Uh, Threadman? I heard uh, it's it's the hot new thing. It's like the 4th of July happened. I'm sure everyone yeah. was talking on threads did like you, fireworks. Did you see what Elon Musk tweeted? Oh, God, no. What was it? He tweeted, Zuck is a cuck. That was his response. Man, and that's like really gross. Imagine being a so billionaire and still lame. that insecure. It's so lame. Hold on, wait. It was that and something else. Hold on. Elon response to the fact Zuckerberg. That he made like the most, the probably the best electric car company at the time. I just think it's uh, God oh, rockets. <laughs> That could be reused, like land after taking off. Yeah, and he cares so much about Twitter. Why well, the he's, fuck does he he's care just about a Twitter? Big ba- well, we we all found out that he's just a big baby this whole time. I he guess. Then, but how is your your concept of things you care about not expanded by the fact that you're exploring yeah, space? You think so? Uh, he then responded to his tweet of Zuck is a cuck, saying, "I propose a literal dick measuring contest with a ruler emoji." 
So he's he spends too much time <laughs> on the internet. He's eleven years old. <laughs> well, there's a it's the thing is that he gets feedback. Like there's a there's millions of people. Yeah, maybe not millions, like, yeah, but there's Elon. thousands of people that are like, oh, like but Elon fanboys that are 50s. like, yes, he's the meme lord. He's like fifty something. Like he's so. Uh, it's so yeah, but Dars people are gross and terrible. <laughs> it's it's so real, like fellow kids of him. I don't know. It just it. Uh, I hate it. Anyway, anyway, uh, Dars. Uh, July fourth came and went. Do you have yeah. all your fingers? I've got all my fingers. I Fingies. severed. I gave one of my toes to my neighbor because uh, he lost his to and, work as a finger. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I gave him my so little he has pinky a toe, toe finger. He's got a tinger. <laughs> oh, and, uh, he's got back to Celtics, baby, <laughs> baby. This is a sports podcast disguised as not a sports podcast. <laughs> um, basketball, football, Jim Maru. Well, I'm proud to say, spent a lot of time at the beach. Did not get sunburned. Whoa, Sconey, that's a big deal. What SPF yes, we talking? It is a big deal. Uh, I actually <laughs> I brought a turtle I shell have... and I hid in it. Essentially, I kind of mummify myself with towels on the beach, and I have <laughs> oh, like a chair with a cover over it, and I put the towel over that, so I have like a little tent. I was I got mad at an elderly. Uh, it was three old women. You got mad at them? I got mad at them internally. I did not say anything, but basically, right before, so we went. We were down on the old Caperoni. Oh and, man! Uh, if you're a listener. And you don't know about Cape Cod, Google it. It's a new vacation spot. And uh, my son, before, right before we go to the beach, just throws up all over my pants. My like my swim pants. Nice. The Sh- trunks, you might say. It's probably the best possible clothing to throw up on. True. Uh, and I was like, well, I, I can't wear these. They're covered in throw up. So the only other pants I brought were my jeans. And so I went to the beach in my jeans. Why didn't and- you just hose off the shorts? Because it smells, dude. It's like stinky. <laughs> it I is. Guess. It's not just a hose offable. Believe me. Believe you me. Also, they weren't real swim trunks. They were gym shorts ah, that I was using as swim trunks. There's so the it rub. wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't like it was that material that it would just slide off of. Okay. Uh, now, now I'm on. So a... I go in in my jeans, and just like first group of people I walk past, one of the old ladies just goes, "Beach in your jeans," and I was like. I wanted to be like, my son puked on me. But, <laughs> but like, Jeans built this country. <laughs> I was just like, man, I, I'm, I, they, I have an, a valid excuse, but they will never know. But I did they roll won't. them up Tom Sawyer style. So She'll go home with her smug smile being like, I told that guy with yeah, jeans that's at the beach stu- today. Oh, and then there was an argument in the Christmas tree shop, Sconey. Oh, my oh. God. Going out of business, everybody, if you got a Christmas tree shop near you. You got it. Oh, they are? That's sad. That's end of an era, dude. Up to 50% off, baby. (laughs) That's real sad. That's like a formative part of me having to go with my mom places on Saturday. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And never once did I see a Christmas tree sold. Nope. Um, But there was more. Maybe this is a Cape Cod thing, which is more elderly ladies that were mad at each other. There's uh, a but, lot of mad elderly yeah. ladies on Cape Cod. I used to uh, work as a waiter down there. Ooh, <laughs> Trust me. Yikes. That sounds awful. <laughs> it sounds like one of the worst places I can think of working as a waiter. Yeah, it was at a like a real fancy private golf course, too. So it was like Ooh. all the Lucille Bluths in the world were yeah. my clientele, and it was terrible. Um, that sounds horrendous. These, these Lucille Bluths 
walked up to the pistachios next to the cashier and said, how much are the pistachios? And she said, what, is there a tag? And they said, it just says 10% off. 10% off of what? And then this other cashier came and said, I'll do a price check on that. And she grabbed the pistachios and turned around and went, Jesus Christ, that was rude. And I was just like, oh my God, this is like tense. That's uh, amazing. And everyone lady, was elderly. Stay raging. <laughs> stay raging. Stay young. Stay raging. Get that blood pressure up, dog. Um, but yeah, that was my super fun July 4th. So it sounds like we both had a good time. <laughs> yeah, I, I would put it under the categories of pretty sweet. There's fought uh, old ladies. I didn't get sunburned. I got puked on. Um, yeah, we're cooking. We're cooking with gas. Goes. I what? How far into this are we? We're we're ooh, we're at nine minutes. Yeah, time flies Shit. when you're having fun, baby. Time flies when you're talking about puking ladies. Uh, Scony, I've got a little story war story ori ori for you. Ah, uh, yes. Um, we're gonna talk about cryptos. Uh, which is not crypto. K r y p t o s cryptos. The CIA's, yeah, it's a CIA sculpture with a coded message that no one has been able to solve. All right, oh, baby <laughs> boy, I'm in. All right, strap in, buddy. We're gonna solve it. Band, sling a dinger, dinger, sling that dinger. All right, so Kryptos, uh, Kryptos. it sounds like a, a Greek god of like of, of blockchain, but it's yeah, not. Yeah, it sounds like <laughs> what we get paid in by slinging dingers, just defunct yes. crypto coins. <laughs> um, I don't know is, why we signed that contract. <laughs> mm, well, when you're young and you see a golden contract, you got to sign it. It was impressive. I was like, is this paper like, gold? <laughs> I was like, this pen writes very well on this material. Now, uh, in hindsight, it's probably just gold-colored paper. It probably wasn't real gold. Yeah, it's probably like what they put on pizzas if you're wealthy. Like that foil. What? Ever seen like a foil gold foil pizza? <laughs> no. Working at a, being a waiter, never seen a gold foil pizza. <laughs> You've never spent $2,000 on a pie? With, I wasn't working with wealthy, angry enough old ladies, apparently. Mm, no, nah, you're at the, like, you got to get the next level up. I did uh, serve the crown prince of Monaco once, though, and I had to call him your highness. Dude, that and he didn't get gold foil shit? Probably no, wasn't the crown he prince. He just kept asking for more bread like a little kid. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this guy gets it. He's like, I don't want to, you say it. And then his friend was like, he'll have more bread. <laughs> <laughs> he ate all the rolls. And then had chicken tenders and mac and cheese. And I was like, do you want more oil? And he's like, no, I don't want oil, I want butter. <laughs> Noodles, please. I was like, yes, your highness. <laughs> uh, today, we got an all that's interesting article. Surprise, surprise. Oh, crack it open, baby. By Austin Harvey. Uh, more than three decades after the installation of Cryptos, three of its four coded messages have been cracked, but one remains a mystery, 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 mystery. So this is like a Ready Player One situation? Yeah, this is a... Get ready for summer. Woo! 
In a courtyard outside the entrance to the Central Intelligence Agency's new headquarters building, there's a mysterious sculpture dubbed Kryptos, installed in 1990 by artist Jim Sanborn. Kryptos oh, shit. This thing's no, been around, dog. Yeah, this thing's been here for a minute, dog. Um, 33 years, the age of our Lord Jesus Christ. Kryptos is, a, <laughs> Kryptos is a large, wave-shaped copper sculpture containing 1,800 characters that at first glance seem to be random jumbled combinations. Random, however, these letters are anything but. Kryptos so wait, actually, is it letters yeah. or... Is it letters or letters and numbers and like nonsense, like ampersands? Uh, it appears to all be letters. Okay. Um, Kryptos actually contains four distinct encrypted messages, three of which have been cracked over the course of the three decades since Kryptos was installed, and the fourth has yet to be solved. So it has four separate like ciphers or whatever? Yeah. It's got four, or all, that's as far as we know. Um, Dude, that artist if, could just be a dickhead and be like, find out what it means, and he just <laughs> randomly generated all of it. That's true. Uh, but if you get it, if you find it out, you could probably be like, hey, hire me, baby. Oh, you're be sick if we figured it out offering. and got CIA, like, we became part of the crack the code squad or whatever it's called. <laughs> yeah, you'll see that guy that's in, a, like, that Roma people in black suits in a <clears throat> Goodwill Hunting. Yes. From, like, the CIA, they're trying to hire him. Yeah, But he sends that. Ben Affleck. <laughs> That's what'll <laughs> yeah. happen. That's what'll be us. Yes, suspect. Uh, so, but even the sections of Kryptos' messages that have been cracked leave many wondering what the purpose of the sculpture is. In recent years, Sandborn has provided several clues to what Kryptos' fourth, fourth passage could mean, yet no one has been able to successfully solve this tantalizing puzzle. I'm tantalized. Tantalize me, Sanborn. Who is Jim Sanborn, the artist behind Kryptos? I need to know. Herbert James Sanborn, better known oh. as... You don't like Herbie or you love Herbie? <laughs> Herbert James Sanborn sounds like... He sounds like he should write like a... Like an off-brand f like fantasy series yeah, of novels. it does. That are called it like Lord of the Swords. Like it's yeah. just different enough like... <laughs> Exactly. Uh, Herbie is fully Sanborn. Uh, he's better known as Jim Sanborn and was born in Washington, D.C. on November 14th, 1945. Jimmy. In 19, Jimmy. In 1969, he graduated from Randolph Mason College with a double major in art history and sociology. What, Later, where is Randolph Mason College? I've never heard of that. Uh, I don't know. Well, it's M-A-C-O-N, so it could be Randolph McCon uh, or Macon. Randolph Rand, uh, oh, Randolph. It's in D.C. Or yep, it's not in D.C. It's a liberal arts college in Ashland, Virginia. Okay, yeah. Uh, the more you know. He later received his master's degree in sculpture from Pratt Institute in 1971. Wait. You can get, so you can get <laughs> an art gonna, degree, the and then you thing. have to get a master's in, in sculpture sculpting. after that? Yeah. Yep. How do you think you think the David just came out like that without a master's degree? No, thank you. No way. Dog, this is how you know like student loans weren't a thing back then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was he he owed a total of $42. <laughs> yeah, people are getting goddamn masters in <laughs> sculptures, dude. <laughs> Fuck that. 
Uh, Sanborn's work has been featured in a number of prominent and prestigious museums, including the High Museum of Art, the Los Angeles County Museum of Art, and the Corcoran Gallery of Art. Sanborn has also produced works for several institutions, such as the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. <gasps> hey, MIT. The, I've seen there. I've been there. I've, I've been uh, there. Let's I've just say it was in, in a movie garden. called Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've heard, but my boys are wicked smart. Uh, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, and most famously, the CIA. In 1990, Sanborn presented the CIA with a piece called Kryptos, a Greek word for hidden, and its name would suggest Kryptos's meaning has remained hidden ever since. The puzzling messages hidden within Kryptos. Let me know them. What are they? Okay. Jim Sanborn wrote the messages in Kryptos himself. These messages are obscure. What if it was just a shitty, like, uh, word puzzle? Like, <laughs> word search puzzle? It was really like, easy, circle. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and nobody can fucking solve it. Uh... <laughs> Jim Sanborn. Wait, so, wrote the, hold on, hold on. I, I, yeah. How did he get involved with the CIA? I don't, I, he just present. he was, I don't know. I don't know how he got the, you know, he probably has like a brother who works there or something. I don't know. They were like, whoa, a master's in sculptures. We were going to hire this guy, but he only has a bachelor's. And you're like, well, <laughs> here we go. Uh, so these messages are obscured by a series of increasingly elaborate coded messages. At the time, only Sanborn and former CIA director William H. Webster had the solution to the sculpture's encrypted messages. Dude, they gave and, him the solution? That's kind of tight. This is a, Yeah, that is pretty cool. I, like I would Sam guess that nowadays the CIA would be like, we're not fucking telling you what you're making. Just make it. <laughs> yeah, just make it and shut up. Uh, Sanborn's quoted saying, everyone wants to know what it says. <laughs> this is like such a funny quote. So cheeky. Yeah, he's like, listen, everyone wants to know. <laughs> Everyone's always asking me, Jimmy, <laughs> what's in the message? They're all out there all the time. There are groups of dark-suited <laughs> people pointing at it and getting down on their knees trying to figure out what it says. Some take Dumbass. photographs. <laughs> yeah, right? Some take photographs. One guy copied the whole thing down with pencil and paper. <laughs> Uh, Sanborn said the time that a friend of a friend told him CIA operatives had been growing frustrated with their inability to crack the code, even going so far as to send copies of the message to agents at the National Security Agency to try and decipher it using the NSA's Cray supercomputer. According to Sanborn, the sculpture's message deals with the CIA tradition of secrecy on several levels. It includes a system of ciphers devised by the 16th century French cryptographer Blaise de Vic Blaise de Vigneur. Now v we're Vigneur. talking about a sick name, dude. Yeah. Known as the Vigneur Table, among other codes which Sanborn created with the help of retired CIA cryptographer Edward Sheed. Uh, I hope it's just like the message is like big poopy duty or something. Yeah, you stink. <laughs> <laughs> or, I can't believe you wasted your time on this. <laughs> <laughs> he developed something that really stumped them out there, Sanborn said. Parts can be deciphered in a matter of weeks or months, but other parts might never be deciphered without the knowledge <clears throat> that Webster has. He has the key to the code, and he can easily figure out the whole thing. Of course, the difficulty of cracking the codes embedded in cryptos have only added to the sculpture's notoriety, and over the years, since its introduction, significant chunks of the sculpture's messages have been cracked, though the fourth section translation remains elusive. Deciphering the Message of Cryptos it took about eight years for someone to come forward and say they had solved the po solved part of the Cryptos' message. In 1998, 
CIA physicist David Stein called a meeting to announce that he had solved the first three passages of the sculpture's puzzling message. Oh, man. One dude did all three? Yeah. Uh, no, first three passages of the f- last message. Oh, so he's got like part of the, yeah. Gotcha. Uh, according to Smithsonian, around 250 people showed up to hear what Stein had found using just pencil and paper alone. Around the same time, a computer scientist named Jim Gilligley created computer programs to help crack the code, which is composed of classic ciphers, plus a few odd spelling errors and extra characters Sanborn intentionally left in to throw off code breakers. What a dick. (laughs) Yeah, everyone wants to know. (laughs) How does he know he didn't just ruin it? Hey, man, that's why why you don't have a master's degree, dude. Couldn't, like, a couple of substitutions just ruin the whole thing? I mean... Yeah, but that's why you got to make sure you don't fuck it up. <laughs> that's why you don't get on Jimmy Sanborn's bad side. Yeah, <laughs> that's why if he wants to give you the key, he'll let you know. Uh, the first passage of Kryptos reads, Between subtle shading and the absence of light lies the nuance of inclusion. <gasps> the second passage is a fair bit longer, reading it in full. It was totally invisible. How is that possible? They used the Earth's magnetic field. The information was gathered and transmitted underground to an unknown location. Does Langley know about this? They should, they should, it's buried out there somewhere. Who knows the exact location? Only WW, this was his last message. 38 degrees, 57 minutes, 6.5 seconds north. 77 degrees, 8 minutes, 44 seconds west. Layer 2. So now we um, got a, a crypto puzzle and a treasure hunt yeah we got a bit of a uh everything you could ever want dude we got a national treasure situation on we, our hands. uh we gotta call up old 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 mr uh nick nicholas and yep. old saint nick and get him what to was his help name? us crack ben, i don't know oh uh, yeah it was uh, like ben dover i think or something <laughs> <laughs> got him Yay. that would be really uh, funny if they just made that his name and didn't ever yeah. address it never said it was a funny joke <laughs> Uh, WW in this passage is a direct reference to Webster. The third passage, also rather lengthy, includes another reference, this time to the Egyptologist Howard Carter. who ma- Egyptologist? The man- yeah, dude, there's Egyptologists, we got sculpture dudes, we got everything. Man, people really had money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, Howard Carter, the Egyptologist, the man who opened King Tutankhamun's tomb. Oh it, man, that guy must be hot shit in that circle. Yeah, he probably you probably have to call him your highness. Unless you're, you're Egyptian and you're probably like, please stop. <laughs> <laughs> please stop raiding our culture. So the third part reads Slowly, desperately, slowly the remains of passage debris that encumbered the lower part of the doorway was removed with trembling hands. I made a tiny breach in the upper left hand corner, and then widening the hole a little, I inserted the candle. And peered into the hot and peered in. The hot air escaping from the chamber caused the flame to flicker, but presently details of the room within emerged from the mist. Can you see anything, Q? Hmm. Who knows? I can't. Uh, Sanborn has said that the mystery of the cryptos has ma- lasted much longer than he originally expected. Initially, he assumed the first three passages. <laughs> yeah, so cheeky. <laughs> yeah, he's like, well. Nobody knows still. Way dumber than I thought. (laughs) He assumed the first three passages would be solved in the matter of a few years, and the fourth, most difficult passage within a decade. 
But three decades on, the meaning of the Force Passage is still a mystery, and Sanborn, now in his mid-70s, had to has had to consider that the mystery may outlive him. That kind of sucks. Yeah. That's got to be point, like... Uh, unless he gets off to it, and like he's like, uh, you're all so dumb. <laughs> little, it's he's me, a little, Jimmy Sanborn. He's a little trickster. Uh, Herbie's a trickster, dude. So at one point, he even considered auctioning off the solution and donating the money to climate research. Then in January 2020, Sanborn offered up another clue to try and help potential codebreakers solve the puzzle. He had done the same thing in 2010, 2014, but the 2020 clue, he said, would be the last. Northeast, the final clue to help solve Kryptos. That's it? Surprisingly, the fourth section of the Kryptos is actually the shortest one, coming in at just 97 characters that hasn't made it any easier to crack. However, in fact, its brevity could in itself be a decryption challenge. Darcy, let's Edward solve it. All right. Case closed. We're we on live it. in the Northeast. It's easy peasy. Um, it's probably like further- Bass style pizza or something. <laughs> Yeah, it's probably the sit-go sign, baby. It's probably just the lineup of the 2004 Red Sox. <laughs> uh, to further add to the difficulty of the Kryptos' fourth passage, the text in this section also uses what's known as a masking technique. Further obscuring the message, it's not even entirely clear that what masking technique Sanborn and Sheet used. Sanborn has received countless emails and letters over the years from prospective codebreakers, each hoping that they had finally solved the puzzle, but of course none of them had. As time went on, Sanborn decided to provide a few clues to gu- to guide would-be cryptographers. The first clue came in 2010. It was a single word, Berlin, which makes up the 64th Ooh. through the 69th positions in the final passage. In 2014, Sanborn revealed the word clock occupies spots 70 through 74. The final clue at position 26 through 34 is northeast. In the now three years since Sanborn revealed the clue, the puzzle has still not been solved. Even if it is, more puzzles await. As Sanborn explained, deciphering the code is only part of the puzzle. And then his final quote, They will be able to read what I wrote, but what I wrote is a mystery itself, Sanborn said. There are still things they have to discover once it's deciphered. There are things in there they will never discover the true meaning of. People will always say, What did he mean by that? What I wrote out there were clues to a larger mystery. So, Scones, we got a mystery on our hands. We got to call up Scoobs. Got to hit the van. Got to figure this thing out. The whole van, dude. The whole damn van's involved, bro. Um, But yeah, if we we want to become like... Dude, I bet we get a couple more listeners (laughs) if we solve this. Dude, I mean, we should get money, right? Yeah, they should make us like honorary CIA agents and we should get to cut a big ribbon because I've always wanted to do that. Yeah, we just cut the... <laughs> they we just cut... re- wrap up the sign <laughs> and we cut it and we're like, we solved it. Solved it. Case and closed. And like, how? And we're like, I don't know. Demolish the entire sculpture. <laughs> oh, what if they demolish the sculpture and then inside, pictures of our faces and he's like, I knew you would find it. That would be creepy. And then I'd be scared. And he'd be like, everybody wants to know. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what you mean anymore. <laughs> but, uh, what, you know, we've got, we got AI on our team now. You know, we could just be like, hey, chat GPT, what the hell is this? So the whole point of it was like a, like a recruiting tool, right? 
I don't know if the whole point is a recruiting tool or just kind of like a, a fun thing. Like a, a, a little, I don't know. Uh, a little ha-has and hoo-hoos? TB, TBD. It could just be a, an Easter egg for the CIA employees. I don't fucking know. But we could solve it. And um, if you guys out there have the answer and just aren't telling anyone and for some reason listen to our podcast, then uh, just tell us. Come on. Please tell us. But, uh, yeah, Google it up. It's pretty interesting. And uh, maybe you'll find you maybe you'll be the one to break it and if you do you have to give us 20% of any money you make you have to those are the rules those are the rules you heard them here first and you signed the contract by finishing this episode uh follow us on twitter at mmmacabpod monday morning macabre on instagram and monday for all the other stuff you could ever want again if you're still listening, you owe us 20% of your findings. Uh, but be- besides that, uh, I love you. I love you. Goodbye. Bye.